Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. He never said anything. He's lying. He never said anything about, oh, well, I have your text message. Can I can I talk, please? Mr. Roberson, I'm going to tell you for the last time to stop shouting stuff like cocaine is a is a great drug or, you know, or disagreement. Yeah, well, this is not a sport. I'm in the middle of taking testimony. This is the plaintiff, Russell Phillips. He says he gave the defendant a deposit on a 2000 BMW. And the guy won't return his money even though he promised to because the taillights don't work. He can't wait to prove he's right to the judge and is suing for the $1,250. He says he's out. This is the defendant Cecil Robinson. He says the plaintiff drove the car, loved it, and gave him a deposit and said he'd be right back with the balance. Then he got cold feet demanded his money back, and he's sorry, but he doesn't give refunds. He's accused of a Beamer bomber. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Phillips, what happened here? Well, I took the car for a ride. I gave Cecil the $1,250. Well, let's back up a second. Okay. Back up, back up. Start at the beginning. Yep. You saw at the defendant's home, who lives down the street from you, that he yep. had a BMW minutes, for sale. Five minutes down the street from where I live. I drove by the car All right. many times. I saw it. I said, oh, you know, I've always had a truck because I do concrete. I've never had a personal vehicle of a, any type of car. I've always had a pickup truck. I said, oh, let me check this car out. I went over there. I took it for a ride. And when I was driving it, when I put the directional on inside the vehicle, it was blinking very rapidly. Blink, 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 blink. And I know from experience that when the blinker reacts like that, it's not working. And Caesar was like, oh, no, no, they're working, they're working. I said, no. When it blinks double fast like that, they're not working. Oh, no, they're working. Why didn't one of you just walk out? Why didn't you just walk out to see if it was working? We did. When we got back to his driveway... 
I went around the back. I put the left directional on. The rear directionals were not lighting up. I put the right directional okay. on, walked to the back of the vehicle. The right directional wasn't working. The brake lights weren't working. So I said, fix the lights, and then I'll give you the rest of the money. So okay, wait, what do you mean the rest of the money? Wait, 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 wait. I missed where you gave him the beginning of the money. Like, how did... Had you bought the car get, already at that point? Before, no. Before I even, after I test drove the car, I gave him a deposit of $1,250 cash. Was, was there signed paperwork in this case? Yeah, we had an agreement, and I have a copy of the agreement. It says May 1st, 2020. Was that signed? I'm not, I'm not understanding. You give him a deposit first and test drive it after? Uh, you know what? I can't recall if I did that. I can't recall which happened first. According to you, Mr. Robeson, what was the order of things? The order of things was first, he, he, he left the note on my car. That was the first thing that happened. Then he drove by and he, he talked to my neighbor. And because he, he was so interested in my car, he couldn't get in contact with me. He contacted my neighbor. My neighbor called me by phone and told me there's a gentleman sitting outside interested in your car. That's how the whole thing happened. And then he asked that um, he wanted did to Did he test, test drive it or buy it first? Which did he do first? He, he came and he test drove it, and then he gave me the deposit right after he test drove it. And the fact that he's telling me he and didn't know about And then when did he is... sign the document, the bill of sale that I'm looking at? When did he sign that? After. Was he going to take the car before finishing paying, Mr. Roberson? No, it clearly states on that paper right there he does not receive the okay. vehicle until the full balance is paid. Right. Okay. Um, so he right. gives a deposit, and then according to you, Mr. Phillips... Mr. Roberson is supposed to make repairs, correct? Yeah, he said he would fix the lights. Is, I said, okay, no and problem. And is that correct, Mr. Robeson, that you're supposed to fix the lights? There wasn't a lighting issue at first. The whole situation was the blinker wasn't working, so we thought it was just I, Okay, a I'm not That's asking what, you what was actually the problem. I'm asking you what you said. What did you I'm, say I'm trying to, to tell him? you. Yes, I'll fix the lights. Okay. I told him, I told him he could fix the lights because I no longer had the car on the road. Because it, there's no plate on the car, I had a new car, so I no longer had it on the road. I, originally, we thought it was just a blinker issue where I could replace it with a bulb. All right. When I went and tried to do that, that wasn't the issue. So I told him if he got the, if he purchased the car, whatever he spent on fixing that light, we could go half with, and I would I would take that off the balance or whatever way he wanted to do it. We could go half. I'd give him money back, whatever it was. And I told him that the mechanic is about five minutes down the road from us that could easily fix it. It's it's a simple wire. You know, that's not connected in the back. And it's not all the lights. It was just one single blinker light that wasn't working. The taillights still work. The brake lights still work. I have a question, Mr. Mr. Phillips, because I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm still confused about the yes. order of things. Um, yep. When that day that you're buying the car, do you say to him, I want you to fix the lights? I said that to him when we got back to his driveway. And he's lying. He never said. No, he did say uh, that. Is that before that. or after? Okay. Is hold that on. before or at? No, you hold on. Is that before or after you handed him the money? No, I was telling Mr. Robinson to hold on because he's speaking when I'm trying to speak. Do you say I want you to fix the lights before or after you handed him the money? I think I already handed him the deposit, but I said cocaine to hell of a drug. The lights. Okay, and he you never need to said. Stop. Mr. Roberson, go ahead. And, and he, okay, I gave him the deposit and I told him, fix the lights. 
and then I'll be back with the rest of the money. And he said, okay. He never said anything. He's lying. He never said anything about, oh, well, I have your you text have to messages. spend a fixed. Can I, can I talk, please? Mr. Roberson, I'm going to tell you for the last time to stop shouting stuff like cocaine is a is a great drug or, you know, or disagreement. Yeah, well, this is not a sport. I'm in the middle of taking just, testimony. All right. You'll have your turn to address whatever he's saying when I turn to you and ask you what your response is. Go ahead, Mr. Phillips. Yeah, I don't recall him ever saying if I whatever I have to pay to fix the lights, he would take that off the bill. And I take offense to the fact that Mr. Robinson texted me and I have the text paper right in front of me. Okay, get me my 750 by Saturday or else I'll see you in court. I don't care what you've been advised. You should have thought about that before you gave me a down payment and made me take the sign down. Honestly, you shouldn't have been doing business all coked up. End of story. Have a great day. You know what, Your Honor? My email address is 43093. And there's a specific reason why that's my email. Because those numbers, 43093, represent my clean date. That's April 30th, 1993. I'll never forget that date because that's the day I got clean and sober. And I've been clean and sober since that day. I have over 27 years clean and I'm a proud member of Narcotics Anonymous. And I take offense to Mr. Robinson telling me I'm conducting business all coked up. Good for you, Mr. Phillips. Mr. Roberson, what did he tell you about the lights? I told him specifically when we first started driving, Your Honor, I said the blinker does not work. So slow down, because the uh, first thing he was doing, he was going fast, because like I said, he wasn't in his right state of mind. I told him to slow down, and I said, if you're going to use the blinker, if you're going to turn... If he was all coked up and not in his right state it. of mind, why are you allowing him to drive your car? Because that sounds a little bit unbelievable. my car. As long as he, I have insurance on the car, it's fine with me. If he crashes it, it would have got... What if he kills you? What if he runs a red car. light and kills you? That's fine we, with you, too? We take chances every day, Your Honor. Every day when we step outside sure. this room, we take a No, chance. every day I get into the car and hand the wheel over to somebody who's coked up. What is it that was discussed? Please try to listen to the question I'm asking. What is it that was discussed about the lights and fixing the lights at that time? The third time I've been trying to tell you this. Before we even hopped in the car, I told Maybe him you could try being a little work. clearer if I'm having to ask three times. Before we even stepped in the car, I told him the blinker was not working. If you're gonna, if you're gonna turn, you have I to put your arm out the window. I am not asking about then. I am asking about when he handed no, you didn't. Twelve fifty, Mr. Phillips. Don't do that, Mr. Roberson. Sorry. He's handing you the twelve fifty. That is the time I am trying to figure out. He's handing you the okay. 1250. What is discussed about the lights at that time? At that time, like I told you the first time, we thought it was just a blinker situation, and I told him I would replace the bulb, and when he comes to pick up the car, the car will be fine. I thought it was just a simple bulb that had to be replaced. Now, when I tried to replace that bulb, it didn't work. So to my further, uh, you know, checking out the situation, I said it has to be a loose connection back there which is not hard. You pay somebody $50 an hour, they'll take the wires apart, put them back together, resolder it. It's about an hour's worth of work. Okay. And I told him I would go half with that. So you told him that you would fix the light and then because you thought it was a simple fix that it was just a bulb. Yeah, uh, right? I'm not a mechanic. I could switch a and bulb. Then and then you find out else. that it's not just a bulb. Then you tell him that uh, it's a simple fix. Go get someone else to fix it. I'll go halves with you on the repair. 
Okay. So at the time, then, it sounds like both of you are agreeing on the one crucial fact that matters here, which is that at the time of the agreement, when the 1250 is being handed over, the word is that you are going to take care of fixing the lights because you thought it was a simple replacing of the bulb. Then it turns out you cannot fix the lights. And you tell him if you're unhappy, because I see it in the text, you say to him, if you are unhappy, I will return your money. Right? Uh in a state of duress, because like I said, at that point, he already harassed me several times when I was trying to work. And then he already threatened me and said, if I don't get the money back, you're going to have a serious problem. And he already came to my house and was creeping around the car. And my neighbor called me again and said, this guy's outside walking around the car. I don't know what he was doing that time either, but I told him, don't come to my house again. And, I, and that was the last time he said, I'm not going to come to your house anymore. And he just said, you know, we'll see each other in court after a whole bunch of harassment with him texting me several, several times threatening me several times. So out of the state of duress, yes, Your Honor, I did say, I'll give you your money back just to, for him to leave me alone. Okay. That's Wrong. not really what legal duress is. And uh, I'm ready to rule. I don't want to hear from either one of you anymore. Uh, normally speaking, a used car sale is an as-is sale. And whatever problems it has, you are stuck with. The difference in this case is that this deposit was given with the promise that the lights would be fixed. So that is a contingency for the sale. The lights were not fixed. It may be, you may think it's not a big deal. He thinks it's a big deal. So since the contingency wasn't met, there is no contract and you have to refund the deposit. $1,250, verdict for the plaintiff. Mr. Robertson, let me ask you how you feel about this. You got to give it back, all $1,250. Hey, it's cool with me. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, like I said. Why do, why do you keep saying that? I mean, the guy is very proud of his being clean and sober for a long time. Hey, he might have been clean at one point, but he wasn't clean when he came to buy that car. Or when he tried to get his money back, he wasn't clean. I watched him in that car sniffing something. So, I mean, whatever, whatever is whatever. He got his money back. We're all happy. So everything's good. No hard feelings. All right. Mr. Phillips, if I were you, I would ignore what he just said. Let me just ask you... Do you think you've, you've lost out on a, on a good car? No, no. I think the car had an electrical problem. And, yeah, you know what? what? 27 years. What? Consistently. Not a minor mood-altering substance. He can say whatever he wants. I've been legitimately clean since 1993, April 30th, 1993. So good luck, Cecil. No, you don't forget a date like that. Uh, very good. Nope. Congratulations to you. No question about it. All right. Well, look, you get your money back. So yep. congratulations to you there as well. Okay? I knew I good would. Enough. So thank you. <laughs> congratulations. Good enough. All right. So long. Well, that wraps it up for this case. Uh, let's see what the judges have to say now. Normally in an as-is sale, when you're buying a car, a used car, the point of no return is when you're handing over the money as happened in this case, but you referred to a contingency that had to occur before the buyer was obligated to perform his end of the bargain, right? right? right. He specifically was handing the money and saying, but you got to fix the lights. And the guy says, yeah, that's actually, that ha will trigger the contract right. until that's done. Right. Then if that's not done, then there is no contract and he has to give the money back. And if there was any doubt about the condition precedent that had to be done before they were both obligated, that 
text about, hey, oh, by the way, I'll just give you back the 1250. Yeah, that's great. lends more credibility to it in the judge's mind when they're looking at it and they go, oh, yeah. Yeah. This really wasn't a done deal until the blinkers. Well, he kind of, the defendant kind of admitted it. He said, yeah. I, I thought that it was just a light, so I said yes. Right. It turned out to be a little bit more or a little right. more complicated. So, no deal. No deal. Linda wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, can my employer fire me because he discovered I have diabetes? The answer is no. You cannot fire somebody because of a health condition uh, that is ingrained in the law. And you can take that up with the Department of Labor in your state, as well as the Federal Labor Commission. This is something they take very, very seriously. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot This is the plaintiff, Keith Kalnas. He says his daughter, the defendant, owes him money for rent and utilities. She refuses to pay her own father, and he has no other choice but to sue her today in this court for the $4,189.40 he's rightfully owed. This is the defendant, Casey Armbrister. She says she doesn't owe her dear father a penny and can't believe he has the unmitigated gall to sue her in court for something he doesn't deserve. She has all the evidence she needs today for court and can't wait to win this case and show the plaintiff he is wrong once and for all. She's accused of letting her father down. All parties. Please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says his daughter, the defendant, owes him money. And for some reason, she just refuses to repay and is dishonoring him. But the defendant says she can't believe her own father is suing her in court because she doesn't owe him anything and will prove it to the judge. It's the case of, I was supposed to be daddy dearest. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Kalna, you're saying that your daughter, Ms. Arbister, um, owes you a bunch of money because you let her live with you and she didn't pay her bills. Talk to me. What's going on? Yes. Um, my daughter, I do love her on my daughter. But, and um, what happened is she got evicted out of her apartment several times. So she moved in with my older daughter. And she was supposed to stay at my older daughter's for um, three months. Well, it ended to be a year. So my older daughter told me if I would take her in, because I got more rules and regulations here at my house. 
So your older daughter said she can't keep staying here, and she asked you to take her, and you said yes? Actually, I didn't really want to because I knew something like this would happen. Well, then why did you? Because she's my daughter, okay? Okay, now, but it's not just your daughter. Who else was moving in? Oh, her husband, uh, two kids, and her mother-in-law. It was supposed okay, to be- Okay, that's like a big haul. You know, so I, I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised. So were they going to be paying rent? Was anybody paying rent? Supposedly, was there an agreement that they would help you That's pay the rent? Correct. Yes. And um, what happened is she started moving in and actually kind of run the house because she kicked my girlfriend out, okay, by... Wait, how does she successfully kick your girlfriend out? Why didn't you stand up for your girlfriend and say, what do you think you're doing? This is my house. I, I did. I mean, she didn't try to stick up for her own self, but she just wanted to leave because she couldn't put up with it no more because she's my daughter. There we go. Okay. So what happened is she took over the whole kitchen, okay, regardless on that. And the laundry... You know, that's going on. I know she's going to bring that up about the laundry. She does six loads of laundry, okay? And I was supposed to pay half for the light, uh, for the um, electric. And she expects me to help pay for her six loads and her four ceiling fans. At the same well, time. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What was the actual deal of how much she was supposed to pay you? Exactly. $185 a week. And what about the electric and half of the electric? And what else? And two-thirds for the water. Why would she pay two-thirds for the water? Okay, the storage room. And why would she pay two-thirds rather than the same as the electric, half of the water? It was actually a a mistake. when, When... People either move in, I have to say, you have to talk to the boss lady, which is my girlfriend, okay? And that's what happened. She messed up and said, you know, half. But we didn't think that she was going to run four ceiling or four fans. Listen carefully to my question. I don't care what you. it looked like later. I'm asking what the deal was before she moves in. When she moves in and you're hash, hashing it out, I don't care that it turns out that, oh, look at that. Five people use a lot more electricity and water than I thought they did. I don't care what you change your mind to. I want to know what the deal was at the beginning. At the beginning was the deal that she would pay half the water bill or two-thirds of the water bill? Two-thirds of the water bill. Okay. Ms. Armbrister, what was the deal that you and your father had about what five people moving into his house were going to pay? Go ahead. When we first moved in, I wasn't working. I was only doing newspapers in the night until I officially got a daytime job. And the agreement was when we first moved in, there was no agreement for no type of payment arrangements. After we had already stayed there for two months, on July 27th was the day that he wanted Denise to talk to me, which was his ex-girlfriend, well, girlfriend at the time. And that's when she had made arrangements with me that he allowed her to And the agreement was to make $750 towards the rent, which broke down to $185 weekly. 
and the difference of the electric, meaning, for example, if I wasn't living there June of last year and the electric bill was $200 that they paid out in June of this year, it was $250. I was supposed to pay the difference, which would have been at $50 with us being there did compared you, to what it was last year. Did you pay? And then did you pay the difference or did you stop paying? No. I had just automatically knowing that my father wasn't working and out of money and just his girlfriend was helping to pay the bills. I just automatically started paying half, but the original arrangement was that I was supposed to pay the difference of the electric bill of what it was the year before. To what about the water bill? Living there what about the water the bill? Water what was bill the deal was with the water bill? Straight down. The water bill was supposed to be straight down the middle. But I had offered him since it was just, it was me, my husband, and two kids that moved in. And within not even two weeks, he had kicked my husband out. That was originally the ones that moved in. And with the water bill, it was supposed to be split straight down the middle. But me, again- Wait, what about your mother-in-law? Did your mother-in-law move in too? She moved in after my husband was finally allowed to come back. After it being not even two full weeks of us living there, with me and my husband. Why did he kick kids. your husband out? Because there, my father doesn't like that. My husband doesn't associate. So my husband had went and bought chicken and eggs at the store, not realizing there was already chicken and eggs in the refrigerator. And him and his girlfriend got upset because there was no communication to where if my husband would have asked if there was chicken and eggs in the refrigerator, my father got upset because that's just overspending on what we didn't necessarily have to buy. And him and my husband got in a big argument over it. And my dad kicked out my husband. Okay. So according to you, the, at some point, the agreement becomes half of the water, half of the electric, $185 a week. And there is a storage room that he is only paying for because he had to take things out of the bedrooms for you guys to be able to move in. That was so a you part agree of the that you're supposed yeah. right. So that's fifty three. What was that? Fifty three oh three. All right. Yes, so and I now, pay every month. okay. But then there came a time when you stopped. Why did you stop paying? I the, there was only one month that I stopped paying, which was the month of December that just passed. I had paid every single month. I was never late. I did not miss a beat. I paid every single. You're month, talking about the storage, after- right? The storage, that's correct. No, okay, that's fine. There's no dispute about that. He agrees that you paid all of them except for December. He's only suing for December. What I want to know is you stopped paying rent, and that's what I want to talk about. Rent was because after I had applied for all of the services to get help for the electricity, water, Wait, tell me what services. Tell me me what services you applied to. Do you own this house, Mr. Kalna, or are you a renter? No. I own. Okay, so what services did you apply to Ms. Armbrister? Tell me about that. Electricity, water, and mortgage. Okay, and uh, did he receive the assistance? Yes, for the electricity and water. Sh- at first, the first, the first one I applied for was when the government released for the eligibility to apply for electricity, water, and rent. I had applied for that, and after like two months that went by we had gotten denied. So they said that I have to apply for a COVID. So I went and applied for a COVID application because my husband, he had gotten foreload from work because of the whole COVID situation. And he was out of work and denied unemployment. And so it turns out they denied the whole application because they were requiring more paperwork. 
And so they said, I have so to So what did they end so up approving? When you well, say you reapplied, I... you were doing the paperwork, but who is the actual applicant, Mr. Kalna? Yes. And the mortgage assistant went and got approved. And that's where I had gotten the check issued by the government. After I completed the webinar. To him. Yes, to him. Right? After I completed And how the much webinar. of a check did he get? How much of a check did he get? Do you know? $6,122.04. Okay. Now, had you had any discussion with him regarding what, if any, benefit you're supposed to get for helping him to apply for this? Yes, when it... Yes, when it came to applying for the mortgage, I had mentioned that I wanted this to be applied towards my rent. And he didn't give me yeah. an answer for it. But after me doing all of this, I had mentioned that. To so he never agreed. He never agreed that he would do it. But you feel it's only right because you work so hard. Yes. The whole situation of applying okay. for it and, and, and everything and doing all of this for him because I, I know that I, why would I apply for something and not look to benefit for it and me still have to pay him? Oh, I don't know. Every... Maybe because when you had nowhere to live, you, you were able to, to move into his house. That might be one reason with your husband, your two kids and your mother-in-law. But here's the question that I have for you. So you agree and you admit that he never agreed to you not having to pay your rent or your other obligations. But you no, just he want me that. to enforce a contract that doesn't exist. See, I enforce contracts. He, I don't say, oh, come on, help her out because she helped you out. And really, it's only fair. And if you're not paying the mortgage, why are you collecting the rent? That's not how it works. I, I can only enforce something that you have proof he agreed to. And you just told me he didn't agree to it. So clearly, you don't have proof he agreed to it. But you admit, Mr. Kalna, that there was a point in time when you told her that she could live there rent-free for for three months, but when was that three months? When was, what three months were, was that? When you weren't paying your mortgage? No, that was uh, August 24. So what months were the free ones? Tell me that, wait, put your hand down, please. Put your hand down, that's distracting. I'll be, I'll be with you in one second. Mr. Kalna, what months do you agree were supposed to be free for her because you weren't paying the mortgage either? If you And according to her, your phrase was, if I'm not paying bills, you don't have to pay bills. Go ahead. No, what happened is when she said she was going to get my mortgage paid, she didn't want nothing at first. So I brought up the situation and said, okay, you get a couple of months to give you more time to save your money to get another place. And so, she so how many? Her. So what? Three months. Okay, Mr. Kalna, just answer my question. Name the names of the months that were supposed to be free. Who are you? Is someone giving you answers? Who's next to you? My my witness. She she does. Come on, scoot in. Let me see you. Come on in. Come on in. Don't be shy. If she's going to be giving you answers, I want to see her too. Who is this? Okay. Is this your girlfriend? This is Denise. Yes, this is my witness. Douglas, please yep. swear her in. Before you start talking, please hold on one second. Raise your right hand. You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Thank you. Your Honor. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. What is your name, ma'am? Denise Cruz. Okay, Ms. Cruz. Um, what were the months that were supposed to be rent-free? August, September, October? It what were they? Just tell August, me. August 24th to November 9th. Why those dates? 
That's not three months. We went by the week. All right. And then how many weeks later? So I guess you're just going by an average of four weeks. So it's 12 weeks later would be the November date you're telling me? Well, I wrote down the actual dates, August 24th, August 31st, September 9th. I went to 12 weeks. Correct. Okay. So according to you, she's supposed to start paying November 9th. However, I see that in your lawsuit, Mr. Kalna, you're suing as of August 24th. Why are you doing that if, according to the boss lady, you're not entitled to rent from August 24th through November 9th? I mean, up until no. November 9th. What happened is I had to check in my office here, okay? And Casey somehow went in my office and took the check. Okay, that's why she made that copy. That I have no idea what you're referring to because it doesn't answer what I'm asking. Can I ask you a question, Casey? When did you move out? December 21st was the last day that I went back to clean up the rooms, vacuum and everything. But so everything December was 21st. already out of the house. So you're, um, as for rent, it sounds to me like we're not that much in disagreement. You just don't want me to make you pay because you feel it's unfair because he benefited from your hard work and why would you bother unless you were getting a benefit from it? Um, you agree to the storage unit because if, you're, if the storage unit was still being used in December because you were still there in December until December 21st, you know you owe the 5303. That leaves us with the electric and the water. Um, you had stopped paying electric back in May and water back in May. Is that correct? Yes, because in order for us to be uh, approved for the services, they said we have to be delinquent. Ah, uh, you gotta love America. And I did want it to mention, you know, and I did want it you to gotta mention, love America. Tell me. We're gonna give you help, but the only way we can give you help is if you just stop paying your bills. That way we know you actually need help. So they deliberately stop paying the bills so that they can get help. Did the help ever come through on the water and electric? No, because I had to keep replying because they denied it. Okay. So what is your excuse for not paying half of the electric and half of the water? Because I was still, I was still paying. I was still trying to pay up the storage. My husband was on load. He was out of work, denied unemployment. Okay. okay. I had all my car okay. payments. I had food for the house that I had to keep buying. I got I it. I got it. So you're saying you couldn't afford it. Not that you're, that you, that you don't owe it. You're saying you couldn't afford it. Okay. Yes. How, what's the relationship like between you and your father now? Are you guys talking to each other? When did, you moved out in December, no. and did you always have a good relationship, or not really? Yes. Yes. Do you feel like maybe the girlfriend got in the way of that, Miss Armbruster? Yes. Why? Why do you feel that way? Because, because every time when it comes to us even spending time with my father, she would always kind of pull him away. Every holiday, How? we would, because like every holiday, he would always go to her daughter's house and spend time with her. Um, every time Who would she always go to, to the daughter's house? She would take, he the, would. she would take your father with her? Yeah. Whose fault is yes. that? Is that her fault or his fault? It's kind of huh? both of them, I believe, because every time it comes to his kids, she doesn't want him involved in our life just in okay. her family's life. Let's, um, I, I kind of want, um, you know, I think we're learning a little about the dynamic of what is going on emotionally um, between you two. I always, I hate 
when someone blames the spouse of a relative and says, she's taking him away from me or he's taking her away from me. It is always a choice of your own relative what they're going to do. And for what it's worth, Mr. Kalna, your daughter feels like she's not getting enough of you, which may be true or maybe not true. I don't know. And it's not, I'm not Dr. Phil. I'm Judge Milian. But it's always good to listen to the stuff that comes out in a trial because sometimes you get the unvarnished, raw stuff that's deep inside from who you're listening to. I know that you love your daughter. I know that because it was the first thing out of your mouth. Um, so maybe just listen because oftentimes we do uh, what is the path of least resistance with our mates and maybe you just need to spend a little more time with your own family apart from her if that's necessary or maybe she's making the whole thing up. I have no idea. You do. So, no, I don't want to know. You know whether it's true or not, and you need to kind of think about that. Now, from what I have heard, this is what we have. Even according to the plaintiff's own testimony, by way of his boss lady, what you owe in rent is not $3,145. It's $1,110. I find that the fact that you helped him to get this done doesn't mean you don't have to pay your rent unless you can prove a specific agreement between the two of you to have that happen. And you put your finger down. You can't change your testimony now. And you have basically testified that you would say it to him, but he wouldn't answer you. So you cannot then say, I relied on his promise that I wouldn't have to pay. That's what a contract is. Hey, I kept up my end, so he's got to keep up his. There is no his end. I find that you owe the $1,110. I find that you owe, because you've admitted it, the storage for December of 5303. I find that what you owe is half of the electric and half of the water. And that brings me to a total of $2,093 that basically through your own testimony, you must pay him. That's my verdict. Good luck, folks. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Doug will be in the hallway with the litigants, and Judge Millian will be in chambers with her husband, John. So the defendant, the daughter, is going to have to pay the plaintiff, her father, $2,093, and that's the judge's decision. Uh, let me talk to you, Ms. Ambrister. How do you feel about that? I think it's wrong because he said, that if I live for free, he lives for free. And I did all this work and it took months and plus the webinar and everything I did only to basically not. Well, I think more importantly, what do you think about the, the relationship you have with your father? What's going to happen now after all of this? Never going to be the same. I'm done. You're done? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Mr. Kalna, let me uh, let me ask you about what your daughter just said. As far as she's concerned, uh, it's over between the two of you. How do you feel about that? Do you feel that way or not? No, I, I feel pretty bad about it. Because I always took care of my daughters when I can. And if that's how she feels, that's how she feels. 
I mean, I still love my daughters no matter what happens. You feel like your girlfriend is, is really the one most responsible for this or, or not? No. All right. Well, listen, I hope maybe in the future you can work it out with your daughter. Either way, she owes you $2,093. Let's see what the judges have to say now. Here's another session of After the Verdict. An emotionally uh, charged case when you have a parent suing a child, obviously. Uh, not a situation that he wants and not a situation that she wants. But, you know, a little bit of the fallout from the viral pandemic of 2020 that's uh, caused and a lot of hardship. And it continues on into 2021, but the hardship it's caused uh, to people is uh, it's affecting a lot of lives. And this is certainly a picture of that. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, in the aftermath of this, um, there were some tears and I guess uh, they're not getting along great right now. No, they're not. And hopefully um, when better times come ahead, uh, maybe cooler minds will prevail. God, let's hope so. So Elena wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. Do you have to pay last month's rent if someone broke into your apartment and the landlord refuses to fix the locks? Here's the thing. You have to give the landlord a reasonable time to fix the locks, and it sounds like you're moving anyway, so I'm not sure that's going to matter. Bottom line is that you have a right if the landlord doesn't fix within a reasonable time to do it yourself and deduct rent, but otherwise, I think you've just got to look at this under the lease. You move out and try to get your security back. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.